0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Medical Director for the Center for the Advancement of Youth at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Do you expend all of your energy in meeting your partner, child, parent, or friend's needs? Have you become trapped in your relationship? Are you the one that's constantly making sacrifices, giving and giving up? then you may be in a codependent relationship. Are you the enabler or the enabled in the relationship? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Good morning, and thanks for listening. So I have some questions for you this morning, on Relatively speaking. Do you expend all of your energy in trying to meet your partner, child, parent, or friend's needs? Do you feel trapped in your relationship and trying to do this? Are you the one that's constantly making sacrifices, giving and giving up what you really need or want? You may be in a codependent relationship, and you may be enabling it inadvertently. Are you the enabler? Are you the enabled in the relationship? Are you the enabled as the one who is depending on others to take care of you? I want you to talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences. Call in with your questions this morning. Calling one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email if you don't want to talk about it in person to family at mpbonline org. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what what the meaning of codependency is. and and in actuality, there there really is um, a little bit of disagreement about what's what. But in general, codependency is characterized by a person who is in a dysfunctional or a one-sided relationship, where one person, relies on the other for meeting nearly all of their emotional needs or their self-esteem needs, even sometimes just their daily living needs. Now, of course, I'm not talking about infants or young children, um, children under age who need caretaking. I'm not talking about um, the geriatric, the older individual who, who really does have so many limitations that they need to be dependent on others to help them. I'm talking about somebody who is by and large an able-bodied individual, an adult, who should be able to take care of themselves. Now, as teenagers um, get into the older teen area, they ought to be moving in into that area also. So, in the old days it, it it that codependency typically described a relationship that enabled another person to maintain addictive Issues. Back in the 80s, when the codependent term came out, it was relating more to um, addictive personalities with drugs or alcohol. But it's grown now to be a little bit more um, and grown into irresponsible behavior, allowing somebody to be irresponsible in their behavior or unachieving behavior, also certainly um, addictive behavior. So another, you know, if you're looking at a dysfunctional helping relationship, that's where one person supports another person's, maybe, like I said, addiction, but also maybe poor mental health, somebody who is just... um you know, always anxious or down, and the, the enabler is there um, just taking up the slack, um, allowing for them to be so anxious that they can't accomplish um, anything. So doing things for them so that they can stay where they are um, in an immature state or an irresponsible state or a vastly underachieving state. So... Let me just name um, the core characteristics of codependency, and then we'll go to our first caller. Um, The core characteristics are an excessive reliance on someone else for approval and in a sense of identity. So that makes sense, right? We've just talked about um, you're just sort of staying in whatever state you're in without trying to approve it. It's someone who cannot function from their... Um, innate self, and they think and they behave in such a way that it's all organized around another person or, or even a process or a substance, right? So we talked about substance abuse. So people who are addicted to a substance like drug or a process like gambling or sexual addiction can also be considered codependent. So you know what I'm trying to do today is not keep it so narrow this definition that it's you can only be drug or alcohol addicted or gambling or sex addicted to be a codependent person, but what it does um, require when when you are um, looking is it's an individual who is who is totally dependent on someone else for their their existence, their self-satisfaction, their happiness, their well-being, okay? So would love to hear your thoughts. Do you have anyone that you think you're in that kind of relationship with, whether the recipient or the giver? Uh, you can give us a call at one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 well, let's go to January in Jackson. Good morning, January. Thanks for calling. Good morning.
2: Yes, ma'am. Uh, I've been in uh, a nine-year relationship, and um, the same things that happen to happen, money hungry. I mean, he making it more than me. Uh-huh. And uh, when he do get money, you know, he takes care of his family. And, you know, I don't have no problem with that, but when it comes to my needs, uh, he's looking for me to pay back. So I talked to the Lord, and the Lord let me know I don't have to go through it, and I'm not going through it no more. I just get tired. He's just money home.
0: So, right. so
2: And then he know I'm in need and don't care about my need, but that's over with.
0: Well, it sounds like you've drawn the line, January, and that's I that's the first thing. When you feel like somebody is depending on you or perhaps co-dependent on you to take care of them, and they're not giving anything back, then you do need to draw the line and make sure that you stop and think, why is this person um, depending on you and not giving anything back. So really important as we're talking about codependent relationships, it's someone who cannot function from their own for their own self um, yeah. without depending on someone else functioning for them. Now it sounds like this Man in your life is an individual who is certainly using you. Not sure that this meets the yes, definition is, yes. of. I'm not gonna sugarcoat. I just realized,
2: man, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh
0: huh. So I don't know that he's codependent on you, and I yes. guess my question to you is: Do you think that maybe some of your relationship? with him has been, and the reason that you're giving these things is because maybe you're a little dependent on him for your happiness?
2: Never. I never did. I never depend on them, man. I'm very independent.
0: Well, that's good.
2: It's It's just that somehow, you know, you can see. Some people just don't want to see you happy. And then when you do get happy, here they come with negative talk, and oh, uh, you know, just discouragement, ma'am. I just had
0: enough. So it's yeah, sam- know,
2: when they, they want to be happy, and I can't.
0: Yeah. So January. It sounds like that's a destructive relationship, and you need to be out of it. So I would encourage you to follow through. It sounds like you talked to a lawyer you, if you felt like you needed some protection. Um, If this individual has been abusive in any way or if you feel like you're in danger, you need to call the legal authorities and ask them what you need to do to make sure that you can protect yourself. And if it's someone who comes around and tries to take your money without your permission, obviously you need to make sure that you call the legal authorities in your county and, and work to make sure you're protecting yourself. So I'd encourage you and anyone else who's listening who is in a user-type relationship like this one that January is talking about, I'd certainly get out of it. So let's talk just a little bit more before the break about the symptoms and behaviors of somebody who is um, in a codependent relationship because it doesn't refer to all caring behaviors or feelings you can really care for someone and really um, feel for someone but what I'm talking about is when they're excessive to an unhealthy degree and so one one of the kind of distinctions that helps us move forward about what's just a really loving giving caring relationship with someone and then what is that? codependent relationships is that if you have a healthy relationship, um, you care about that person, you're motivated by your conscious choice that you want to make them happy, that you um, are doing something that you you want to do for them whereas if you're in a codependent relationship, those actions are almost compulsive. You feel like you have to do them. It's not whether or not you feel um, the desire to do it, but you feel like you have to. And it feels like that you have to sacrifice your own needs for that individual. So it it's almost like an over-responsibility, and those needs um, seems like, the, the responsibility for that relationship is kind of gone awry and you're, you're not able to tease out what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do. So back to the original question, do you think that you're in one of those codependent relationships? Do you feel trapped? Do you feel like that you're always making the sacrifices in giving and there's nothing being given back? Or do you feel like that this individual that you're dealing with is someone who who perhaps is is addicted to those needs whether it's a substance or a situation and are you trying to figure out how you can get out of this there is a way to fix this even if you feel trapped and we'll talk about that as we move along in the show. But first, I'd really like to hear from you about the situation that you might be in, or maybe some questions about um, what this kind of situation really is. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. We're talking about codependency, and we'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we're talking about codependency. Are you stuck in one of those relationships that you think might be codependent? Do you have an issue that you really need to get out of? Um, We're talking about what codependency is. It's not just a caring relationship. It's one of those relationships that is literally sucking the life out of you. It's one of those relationships where your welfare is not taken into account and the other individual is depending on you for their welfare, for their happiness, for their sense of well-being. And and we'll talk a little bit about some of those symptoms of codependency in just a moment, but I'd like to go back to the phone lines. um, And let's go on to... We have Chris in Tupelo, and um, want to hear what you have to say, Chris, about codependency.
3: Uh, I was just going to kind of give you an example. Okay. Uh, I was in a relationship, and it seemed like everything as far as the affection and everything comes from me, mm-hmm. and so eventually one day I told this particular person that I was through You know, there wasn't any more I love you" or any more affection until the feelings were reciprocated or, you know, this person started showing them towards me. And automatically the attitude went towards they were a victim. You know, they weren't in love, didn't care about them. And, I mean, it wasn't a week after this person left, they were with somebody else. Mm. You know, and this particular person, as soon as they quit filling the, emotions that they were seeking at this relationship and move on to the next one and i mean you know i have i have a child with this person and it's just like it's not about the child's happiness it's all about theirs mm-hmm. you know what can they do to fulfill their needs and their happiness and the child or anything else that has to do with that life is just second hand you know it's just it's just a whim it's not no concern
0: Goodness, that's a shame for the child and a shame for you. Um, Chris, I, I have a couple of questions for you. Did you find that this this relationship um, that you felt like was perhaps codependent, at least in the emotional state, were, did she depend on you for, for other things, for... Um, her her happiness in general or for um you sort of showing her the way in life was she depending on you for that or was it more that emotional um reciprocation that you just never got back
3: uh well i mean as far as the relationship was it was it was every aspect
0: every know? aspect so, mm-hmm. yeah
3: there wasn't nothing in particular whether it would be Money wise, emotional wise, happiness wise, there, there was nothing really ever giving back. It was just as long as this person could stay happy. Right. You know, and there was a number of times that when this person didn't feel happy or this person wasn't, you know, comfortable with the way things were going, you know, the, the easiest thing for them to do would be to threaten to leave. I started showing that emotion back to them and, you know, telling them to stay and tell them, and then they felt like they were important again, and then it would be okay for a while. But it was when I decided that I was done, I wasn't going to do it anymore, that it just, it it really took the cake.
0: Yeah. They left. Yeah, but but what you yeah, but what you just noted is that she immediately got into another relationship and I would suspect that relationship is similar to what she had with you and that she went into another relationship with an individual who is going to be the caretaker, who is going to give her her emotional satisfaction and do everything that she needed um, without having to give back. And I would suspect that next relationship will also be unsuccessful. Because there's no way to have a one-sided relationship that an individual is going to tolerate if that individual, Chris, like you, is healthy enough to draw the line and say this is it. And so, real important not to enable that kind of behavior. Now, what I feel sorry for is a child, and you say you have a child with this individual, and I hope that child is being taken care of, because many times in uh, when when you have an individual who is codependent like that, the only thing that matters is their. Happiness and and they they are over focused on that and there's a lot of controversy about what this really is. Is this an individual with um, just terribly low self esteem and that they have to rely on, the, on on others? Is this a person maybe with a narcissistic personality um, type disorder? But I think the majority of authorities say. Um, independent uh, in an in individual with a codependency tendency they have a really low self-esteem and they may in reality have grown grown up in a family with that had sub co- codependency issues and and um, the the inability to understand um, who's responsible for what so okay.
3: I would say it's kind of like an addiction, you know, anytime you get into a new relationship and just that experience of learning that person and being with somebody different. But then after you're with that person a while and you kind of settle into a groove and you get to that happy medium and the newness wears off, then I think that's where it kind of, you know, starts going bad. And then they start looking for that newness again.
0: Right. Right, Chris. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I agree that in that initial relationship, it's okay to give your whole heart and soul and you feel like you're excited about the relationship. But then as you move into day to day life, there has to be a give and take. It can't all be give. So Chris, gl- glad you got out of that. Um, I wish you happiness. I hope you find someone else who will will be a good sharing partner for you.
3: I appreciate it. And just to let you know, my daughter is very (laughs) (laughs) sick.
0: You sounded like you were taking care of her. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you. All right, let's go next to Sally and Gaucher. Sally, sounds like you've had a rough relationship. Talk to us about it.
4: Well, um, I have a lady friend who I met at church, and she does not have transportation. She's on disability. Uh So I started taking her wherever she needed to go. And she, uh, however, has become completely dependent on me. She calls five or six times a day just to say nothing, really. Um, And I've tried... I'm trying to, you know, wean her away, and I told her she could only call me three times a day. <laughs> so, oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I intend to get that down to one time, <laughs> one time a day. That's... But I don't know what else to do. She uh, she's not the brightest soul in the world. And she doesn't have any friends.
0: Is and she? Let me ask you this, Sally. Is she one of those individuals who really cannot take care of herself, or does it seem? Is she? Um, does she have a physical disability, or any other issue that's ongoing? She has ongoing? many
4: physical disabilities.
0: Uh-huh.
4: She lives alone. She can take care of herself. Um, she, uh, something I was going to say, and I forgot it, but I'm close to 90, and I'm not going to be around here forever, and so I'm trying to wean her away, but I don't know. Don't
0: know what to do.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me give you a few suggestions. Um First of all, Sally, you said you you met her in church. I would suggest you go to the pastor and you talk with them, um, with with him or her, in an honest, um, frank, concerned um, manner that this individual clearly um, needs more support and help, but you feel like that she is completely relying on you. And say exactly what you said that you're an older individual yourself. Um, you are happy to have given some support, but y'all need to reach out and look at other uh, places that she may be able to get support. If she needs meals, um, if she needs transportation, there are resources out there. It depends on, not sure what's there in Gaucher, but if there are other listeners who have some suggestions, um, I would do that. Um, any kind of meal kitchen, if she needs it, or transportation for the elderly, I would encourage you to involve your church. Surely there are other um, lovely, caring people as yourself. But it does sound like this individual is one of those who who has sort of latched on and she doesn't have good boundaries. And so what I would suggest, it sounds like she's calling you six times a day, and if you've said, please don't call me so often, I'll call and check in with you once a day. If she uh, disobeys that boundary, then I would... I would suggest that you learn to just not answer the phone or maybe get a caller ID on your phone so that you'll be better able to determine um, when to make that break and when not. Um, Sally, I, this is, you sound like a very caring individual. Do not let guilt push you into continuing to have somebody overuse you because this sounds like Um, That's exactly what's happening. So you need to draw that boundary. I hope that helped. Good luck. Okay, let's move to our next caller. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to remind you to feel free to call in. If you have any comments about our previous callers or uh, thoughts or suggestions, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're talking about codependency. Okay, let's go on to Kim and Mobile. Good morning, Kim. Thanks for calling. Good morning. I can
5: uh, relate in the uh, opposite perspective.
0: I was the codependent. Ah. And, (laughs) yes. Thanks for calling to give that. Um, We need that.
5: Sure. Uh, um, How I I, I was this way, now I look back on my life, but how I recognized it was my son became addicted to drugs. And eventually, after years, you know, of trying to quote, save him, I realized that I was not going to be able to do that. I hit a bottom myself. And I am very thankful that I got some support for me. And this is where I learned that, um, you know, at least they say in my 12 step program, Um, The addict is addicted to drugs, and I am addicted to the addict. Ah, yes.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
5: Exactly. And so, yes, I, I don't want to talk on, but I, and it wasn't, my that type of behavior was not relegated just to my son. In looking at myself, I realized that was a way of living for me. I needed other people to depend on me. To f- feel my own self worth it was a heck of a way to live, and i 'm thankful i don 't live that way so much anymore. I can go right back to it if i don 't stay in a program myself mm-hmm. but i I sure can identify with what you're you're saying and I'll just make one other quick comment, and that is that um you know people would try to tell me to stop, you know, whatever I was doing that was way overboard for other people. But I always made some excuse. I didn't think it was excuse at the time, but some reason in my mind where I had to do this Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, I, I knew best and it's a real relief to realize that I don't know what's best for other people and to let other people live
0: their lives, and work on living my own. Wow, Kim, this was... Thank you again for calling because uh, I think this probably helps those who are listening have a little more insight into what's going on with them. And, and many times it is a real tangled-up, convoluted um, issue of why you end up being in a relationship like this. I mean, obviously, if you have a, a son or a spouse or a daughter who is involved in some sort of addictive process, I think every parent or loved one wants to save that individual. But then what can happen is you almost turn into an enabler, right? Because they just say, well, they're going to save me. They're going to be there for me. And so um, you if anything, make the situation continue, right, Kim?
5: That's exactly what happened, and my son would tell, would say that. In fact, he has now over 10 years of recovery through a 12-step program, and one time when I heard him speak, I heard him say, the best thing that my mom ever did for me was to let go of me. Wow. Um, because... I would, he didn't say this, but I would just share this that, you know, as long as I kept solving the problems, he didn't have to. He didn't have any problems. I had all the problems, but I didn't realize
0: it. Exactly. <laughs> Wow, this is this is just a powerful call. I I think what you've said is more valuable than anything I've said so far, Kim. Um, and and you pointed out something I want to make sure we'll talk about now, and we'll mention it later um, in the show. There there is a twelve step program uh, called uh, codependence Code Anonymous, and uh, it's very similar to the other twelve step programs. But there are other counseling methods too. If you're if you don't um, if you're not interested in a twelve step program, but there is a way to get help. And um, like Kim um, and her son, uh, it sounds like life is better, right? And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not what I learned is
5: that it wasn't my behavior was not about his addiction. uh, 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 My life um, was really out of control in my attempts to constantly rescue, fix, advise people apart from the addiction. It's just that the addiction um, brought me to a program that helped me to realize but it it did not come easy i was very stubborn and
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were sure you could take me. care of everybody right <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: yes but thank you so much for the program i'm sitting right here listening to the entire uh, show i'm not even doing anything else uh, so thank you for for this topic
0: well, thank you Kim and good luck it sounds like you're you're on a good path now, so we really appreciate you calling in with I that uh, thank you so let's let's go ahead to our next break and when we get back we'll get to sue and in Beaumont we're talking about codependency and what it can do to your life, and um, the fact that codependency can be very destructive to both individuals who are involved in it, and how important it is to attack it, to work on it, and know that there's help out there. Please call us with your comments or questions at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about codependency. Um, whether you're the person who's being cared for in this codependent relationship, or if you're the individual who is trapped in a relationship where you're always giving and never receiving, um, remember that those kinds of relationships are not good for you. And in fact, they can be very, very destructive to you. And so we're talking about what, what do you need to do Um, to get out of this. Have you ever been trapped in one of these and, and not sure what to do? Codependency has been referred to as a disease of a lost self. Codependent relationships often involve intimacy problems, dependency, control. A lot of denial and a lot of dysfunctional communication often exist in these where there are not good boundaries and there's a lot of reactivity and, like I already said, a lot of imbalance. So one person is the controller, the supportive, or the enabler uh, individual, and the other person is is either involved in addiction or poor mental health, or just immaturity and irresponsibility, um, but certainly often underachievement is a piece of it. So as you're moving along in a codependent relationship, nobody is benefiting. It's it's a negative negative, a lose lose situation. Well, let's go back to the phones. Um, Sue in Beaumont. Good morning, Sue. Thanks for calling. Hi.
4: <clears throat> well, I think you hit on the nexus of the problem, which is self-esteem. Mm. It, it makes you think of it, this old song from the 70s. Some people want to abuse you. Some people like to be abused. I think about this yep. every time I see people in these dysfunctional relationships. Yep. Because both of them are getting something out of it or or they would, one of them would, would rebel and, and get out of the relationship. But I see wives who are martyrs to their husbands. They put up with all kinds of things but because it makes them feel like a martyr and other people see them as a martyr. And so they're getting something out of it or they would get out of it.
0: Right. Well, they're getting something out of it, but it's what most individuals who are, are in relations such as that, and I, I'll just say not all, but most, um, come from a background where they had low self-esteem, where they were not, they, they did not feel valued. They were not given confidence in what they could do. And so many times you have to work on those kinds of issues that are ongoing. You know, I don't think anybody, Sue, and, and I, I know you're not saying this at all, um, no, no one wants to be in an abusive relationship, but they often get trapped in that. Um, abusive or user relationship, and then not sure how to get out of it. Codependency is a little bit different in in that um, it is something that, for whatever reason, um, you find comfort in it. And and again, often there there are some mental issues or some other dependency issues that are involved, maybe depression or anxiety. So sometimes in the treatment of codependency. Um, medication is needed. The help of uh, psychiatrists may be needed and certainly a lot of counseling. Um, Can just
4: make one other comment? Sure. People should learn this magic word. The word is no. (laughs) No is a magic
0: word. (laughs) I tell that out the hard way. You know, Sue, my husband has said that to me before. <laughs> it's okay to say no when somebody asks for something, uh, and that's that's true. You do have to learn how to to have boundaries and and to know when a request is a good one and a reasonable one, and then to know when someone you've moved from a relationship into a user. Um, someone is using you, and and always coming back to you. So that's a that's a something we should remember. Sue, thanks. Appreciate your call, and thanks for listening. We're talking about codependency, and um, when we get back, we'll talk more about what maybe you can do. I want to talk a little more about the symptoms, and then we'll talk about. Um, how to start drawing the line. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can send an email to family at org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we're talking about codependency. What it is, and then then what maybe is the cause behind it, and and, and why? So, well, let's. Uh, we still have a few minutes for calls. Please give us a call if you have a question at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. All right. So let's talk about again the commonly cited symptoms of codependency. It's um, intense or unstable interpersonal relationships. We've talked a little bit about that on a couple of um, calls that we've had. So another is the inability to tolerate being alone. Uh, Maybe being frantic um, about avoiding being alone. So insisting that someone is always with you. So if you get out of one codependent relationship, you jump right back into another one. The chronic feeling of boredom or emptiness, can't figure out what to do alone, so you rely on somebody else to do it. And you subordinate your own needs to those of the person that you're involved with. Um, an overwhelming desire of a acceptance and affection is one. So if you're that giver on the end of the codependent relationship, you just want to be accepted, you want to be loved, and so you just absolutely have to um, be do what it takes for that individual. Another one is perfectionism and controlling behavior. Um maybe denial and um, maybe manipulation. Lack of trust is often trust that someone else can do it. Trust that you can rely on someone else to do something. And then we've talked a lot about self-esteem and the fact that low self-esteem can play a really um, big piece in all of this. So, you know, often you derive a sense of purpose and a boost of your self-esteem through that extreme self-sacrifice and the need to satisfy others, knowing that this is very unhealthy for you, um, ultimately. So kind of thinking about your childhood may provide you some clues about the roots of your codependency we've talked a little bit about this Um, as children um, many codependent people had to suppress their own wishes and needs to win approval of a difficult or an unstable or addicted parent so if you were in uh, a home where you had a parent who was just terribly unstable for whatever reason, whether they had an addiction or whether or not they had a mood disorder or whether or not they were in a violent relationship. You may have had to uh, figure out a way to make everything better. So it may, that, may be that some of the roots of the codependent behavior um, started growing when you were... You were a a young, young child. Um, and, And often people grow up with a codependent role model who just overly sacrificed everything on behalf of someone else. That does not make great individuals. So those of you parents who are out there feeling like you never take time for yourself, you never do what you need to do for yourself or for your partner because you have to do everything for every other individual, that is terribly unhealthy. And um, it is not something that you should engage in. And if you can't extricate yourself from those thoughts that you must always be the sacrificing person and you cannot let go and learn how to let other people do something for themselves, you need to get some help. Um, So that... People-pleasing behavior, some of it is good. Some of it is is destructive. So um, if you say no and you have extreme anxiety because you did say no, like Sue was saying we need to learn how to do, then you need to figure out why is it causing um anxiety, knowing that you're not always going to please everyone, and that's one way we have to move, is that no, you won't always please everyone. Uh, There's no way to do that without completely giving up yourself, and then you fall into that user category, so you want to be very careful about that. If you're in a codependent relationship because you think it's giving control and better helping that individual who is in perhaps engaging in addictive behavior, you're wrong if you always save that individual and you're always there for him or her then it never gives them the the drive or the move toward getting help for themselves so really really important to move away from that and know that know what you're doing we had an earlier caller kim who, who talked about how um, she was often in denial about it until she was able to gain help from it. So really important to make sure that you achieve help uh, when you need it because it's a right thing for you to do for yourself, but it's also the right thing for you to do for that person that you continue to try to save because you're not allowing them to get help. Now, I mentioned there are programs out there. There are 12-step programs such as Codependence Anonymous, but also Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Seeking the help of a mental health center, a mental health provider can be really, really important and and helpful to you and may save you from having an unhappy life for a really long time. So thanks everybody for your calls and your sharing. And I want to Uh, thank our listeners. Today's show is engineered by our producer, Jay White, and I think he was our call screener most of the time, too. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.